Welcome in, everybody, to another week of Two Guys Watching Wrestling. Mike Went, Rich Ellison, taking you through week 11 of NWA TNA's weekly pay-per-views from 2002. Rich, how you doing today? Um, yeah, uh, you know, not, not, not horrible. Um, <laughs> so, so re- recapping this, I'm reading my notes while we were talking before we started sure. here. I realized my level of aggravation when I'm watching the show because I go from some nice calligraphy to, and I'll, I'll show you on camera, looks like I'm having a fucking stroke like halfway <laughs> through on this thing. It looks like I'm writing a ransom note to myself. Like, why am I watching this? I'm cutting out pieces of newspaper and gluing them to my notebook. It's like every time they want to show a serial killer in a movie and you just open up a notebook and it's just that murder, chicken, scratch, shit, kill, kill, death, blood. It's like that's what Rich gets to around an hour and a half of these fucking shows. <laughs> and the show, we I agree what we said off air. It wasn't horrible. No, but it wasn't good either. So it was kind of like eh. it was very just there. Uh, yes. Week 11 was just kind of there. Um, and I think what, what I, I think the reason I said, well, it's not, it wasn't as bad. And what I mean by bad, I mean the best parts of the bad shit. Like it wasn't as, 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 as you know, Russo crash TV this week. It, everything seemed very, it seemed slower. It seemed like, okay, we're going to do this. It seemed like a very much just a, a regular wrestling show where it's like, all right, here's a promo segment. Here's a match. And here's a promo segment. Here's a match. Like there wasn't like. You know, Jeff Jarrett beating up an old man in a toilet and then low-key bumping into Goldilocks and then Jerry Lynn telling her to suck his dick and it all happening in 30 seconds span. It was just like, it was very, it seemed more structured. It seemed like they they, they kind of finally figured out how to format a fucking TV show. And unless Vince just had the week off, I don't know. We, we found out off yeah, air. That, that Vince is on sabbatical. Well, I mean, we, we Googled and found out off air that Ed Ferrara is fucking done. Like he quit. So we talked about him not being on the commentary uh, last week. And after looking it up, apparently part of those budget cuts that we've referenced quite a few times, why a lot of the the wrestlers that were in the first few weeks aren't here. None of the managers are here. All the, the females are gone now. And Ed Ferrara is no longer on the commentary. Well, apparently what he was told was because they're losing their financial backing 11 weeks into business. He wasn't going to get a paycheck every week. And he was like, okay, well, then I'm leaving. <laughs> so, so he's done. He's fucking, he's gone till 2009. We never get to see Ed Ferrara again on this show. Um, so it could just be, I mean, Russo might have just taken a few weeks off because you didn't see, again, we missed, didn't have any disco. You know, there was none of those crazy wild segments. The the formatting of the show definitely wasn't crash TV. We weren't running around the back. Goldilocks wasn't sprinting around from interview to interview. Oh, and with the dups. Holy shit, Jeff Jarrett just beat up an old man in the toilet. Let's run over there and see. And then you go over there and it's like, oh, and let's go over here and see this. And let's go over to see this. It's like none of that was happening. It was all very in the arena, very, again, structured. It felt like they had a format that they were following, um, which I'm not saying is a good thing for this show. Um but it, there was a you know more X division stuff, which you know I'm just not a fan of. But even that, like, um, there's some X division stuff I don't mind. Like the main event of this show, I thought was a a great match. Um, I think Loki is a dullard, but the AJ Styles and Jerry Lynn are fantastic. 
Um, but yeah, so the main event worked and, uh, let's we'll just get into it here. So NWA national wrestling Alliance, we believe in tradition TNA. And as one fan in the crowd had his sign holding up tits and ass, God bless him. <laughs> uh, week 11 pay-per-view <laughs> took place August 28th, 2002 from the Nashville fairgrounds in Nashville, Tennessee, now dubbed the TNA asylum. And they got their, uh, their inmates and their, as Tanae called them, the front rowers. They're starting to get regular fans. I'm starting to notice. Um, yes. Very boy, ECW arena-ish. Very much so. Our boy mm. TNA Chad was in the audience for this show as well. Uh, I'm assuming they just taped them back to back a week before. Because he yeah, was sitting but, in the same freaking seat. Yeah, and I got some bad news about TNA Chad. I have, uh, as you guys have seen on the Facebook, I have reached out to TNA Chad mm-hmm. at Hotmail. Um, he is a uh, Posada non grata. Uh, the email so, does not exist. So did you get, you get um, a bounce back or, or I got a bounce back. Yeah. It was interesting. It was one of the worst 15 seconds of my life. And I've had a lot of short bits of time that have been horrible. Um, but the time I took to write <laughs> TNH at an email, have it bounce back to me. Uh, a part of me died. Um, That's interesting. Cause like, I understand hotmail is not, uh, an in vogue email to have anymore, but I still have my hotmail. Like it's still active. Like I don't use it. I I've never, I don't remember the login, but I'm sure I could figure You know, I could sure I could just reset the password. I know it's still, is active. it a, is it hot boy for you? Um, hot man. Oh, with the number four and the U with number the four and a U. Yes. Yeah, yes. of course. I mean, hot, hot you, man. sometimes if it's already taken, you throw a couple X's in front of it. Sure. You get like XX hot guy for you. XX. Yep. Exactly. Or 69 in there. Just because always a good it, one. Why not? Always a good one. It's when, yeah. it's when I was uh, a male escort, <laughs> I was using that, hot, that hot mail. It's and, untraceable. Uh, At least that's what I was told. <laughs> and uh, a lot of Z's too. So if you have something that ends with an S, yep. you put a Z in it. Yep. It emphasizes the antithesis you of know, what you're trying to get. You, 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 with just the spelling, you can tell people, hey, I made this in the 90s. <laughs> Chunky dick for you. <laughs> Dicks, plural, but Zs. <laughs> D-I-K-Z. <laughs> Terrible. Um, all right, so we get our standard NWA opening package, and Mike today and Don West are here to tell everyone about the triple threat ladder match happening in the main event tonight between AJ Styles, Jerry Lynn, Loki for the X Division Championship. They are very excited about this and cannot shut up about it the entire show. One of my favorite uh, parts of this was about, I think it was in the match right before the main event. Don West, again, hyping it up. Don West is at 11 the entire time. So it's hard to tell what's important to him and what's not because he screams for two straight hours. And he's like, and coming up in the main event is a triple ladder match. Can you believe that? And Tanae just goes, it is? I, I think he forgot what he was doing because Don West was just screaming hot air into his face. And he's like, it is? I'm like, come on, man. You've been pushing this. You're better. Come on, Tanae. You're better than that. But y'all, Don West was in rare form. I he just he's just waiting to explode. Basically, um, speaking of someone who's waiting to explode, Brian Lawler is seen <laughs> coming into the building with Goldilocks. Um, 
And Goldilocks is trying to get the answers. What did Jeff Jarrett do to Brian Lala? Um, and Brian Lara goes, you want me to tell you? You want me to tell you? What, you want me to tell you? They just keep repeating themselves. It's, it's, I don't know if people are missing their cues coming in late or if they just haven't planned out what to say because he said, you know, you want me to tell you what he did 15 times. He could have just said it. He fucked my girlfriend. But no, he continues on. You want me to tell you what Jeff Jarrett did until Jeff comes out of fucking nowhere and just punches him in the face. It's like, you didn't see him? You didn't see that blonde ecstasy sitting over in the fucking corner there? Look at that shirt, for Christ's sakes. How do you miss <laughs> that coming at you, Brian Lawler? Um, <laughs> so also, here's, here's real, real quick on that. So that's, he, he was doing the whole, like, like he was in front of a crowd of people. Like, you want me to tell you what he did? You want, you're talking to one person right now. In a parking lot. <laughs> yeah. So it's either. With a yes, microphone that's not plugged in. Me, either yes, I want you to tell me, or no, I don't want you to tell me. Do you want me? Do you want me to tell you? Do you want me to tell you? He was he was playing to an invisible crowd, yeah. fucking re- wrestling. Or he thought he was, way. or he thought he was in front of a crowd because he's all fucking coked up. He was definitely seeing people. He just didn't shoot see at Jeff the Jarrett. basket in the middle. Shoot at the basket in the middle. <laughs> yes. Oh shit. Also, something about wrestlers, they love that Superman symbol. That's that. Oh, yeah. Bunch of them yeah. got it tattooed on them. He's he he was wearing the shirt. How the fuck has DC not sued every wrestling company? Like, you can't just do that. Like, I know enough about TV. You can't just do that, especially on a character like Brian Lawler. <laughs> you can't. Like, they don't want a part of this. DC didn't sign up for that. They didn't clear that. I think the S represented Soma's. Probably, probably. I mean, that was the whole reason that WWE put the second Z on Taz because yes. ECW and, you know, and has always been illegal about the things they did. Taz is copyrighted and owned by Warner Brothers because of the Tasmanian devil, which Taz also has tattooed on his goddamn arm. <laughs> it's like, like, there's a part of me that probably, I don't know. It's weird like that. I've always thought about stuff like that, like CM Punk and his his Pepsi tattoo. Like, do they have to get clearance from Pepsi? Because I know they couldn't put... Because if you remember the DVD, uh, the CM Punk DVD that came mm-hmm. out, in the, on the cover, they, they, airbrushed cha- it. they airbrushed out not only mm-hmm. the Pepsi, but also the, the Cobra tattoo from G.I. Joe that's on his other arm. Mm-hmm. So it's clear that they can't put those on material and and there's no answer to this, so I'm going to move on in a second. But it's like they have it on TV every week because it's on their body. Like I, I'm very curious if like there's some somebody in legal has to be like, hey, one of our guys has a Pepsi tattoo. Can we just not paint his arm every week? <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, this is why I can't be a professional wrestler because I have actually a tattoo of a, a bucket of KFC chicken on my ass cheek. Well, I don't think anybody would ask you wearing a thong either, but you know. Well, that would be my gimmick. I mean, oh. and uh, thank God and, and, for KFC. And real quick, Taz's email address would have so many extra Z's in it. <laughs> so many extra. <laughs> well, Taz, oh, Taz, 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 real quick, uh, just as a correspondence, what's your email? It's Taz, T A Z Z Z Z Z Z Z Z Z one at Hotmail. <laughs> Or he always had 13 on his fucking painted on his hand for some reason. Yeah. Ta- bro, 
God, I haven't done Taz in a while. I was, I was, I was talking to Michael, uh, our friend Michael, this week uh, when I was visiting Tampa, and we were talking about some of the old podcasts. And I'm like, yeah, doing that ECW run was so exhausting, and it's the only reason Taz became the main character of the fucking show because I hated every other part of it because I was watching six hours of bad wrestling on a Friday when I wanted to be doing anything else. Uh, but that was my fault. But uh, but yeah. Hey, I, if I wanted to listen more about Taz, where would I find those episodes, Mike? In the archives, pal. Waka waka. <laughs> mm. So, speaking of waka waka, our opening match. <sighs> Kid Cash. Kid Cash and Amazing Red. Amazing Red. Um, Amazing Indy. I, I was watching this match, uh, watching Amazing Red, um, and, and I kept thinking there was that scene in uh, Beyond the Mat where um, the two indie guys got a tryout, a dark match at a, at a Raw. And after the match, JR uh, was talking, he was talking to the promoter guy, right? that fat guy in sweats. And uh, yeah. he's, yeah, that guy's going to take 30% of your money, you poor bastards. But uh, he's talking to him and he's like, oh, I like what he's doing. And, and all of a sudden he starts talking about one of the two wrestlers and he's like, and you got to put more mass up in here. It's not talking about his pecs and put a little more on the shoulders and his neck and stuff. And JR just was basically like, like being like hey put more muscle on this guy because he kind of looks like shit that's how i felt watching amazing red um if you don't have big biceps don't put something around your biceps like uh like tape like he had tape on his arm around his bicep because you look you think about guys who put shit on their bicep you think of the ultimate warrior you think of john cena like John Cena's bicep is so big, he puts a headband around it. My head's big. Imagine that this is the size of your fucking arm. And then Amazing Red has basically an anklet around his fucking arm. Like, like dude, <laughs> dude, fucking pick up a weight. I dare you. Anyway, Kid Cash was good in this. Yeah, I feel like Kid Cash should have came out to picture. I still think Kid Cash is an asshole, which is why he didn't succeed in this business. Uh, I could be completely wrong, but he's too good at wrestling to not have a successful run. Um, and he, he, like, I get it. He kind of, he was, he was, uh, I mean, he, he worked in ECW because he could come out to Ba with the Ba and he looks like Kid Rock and he just kind of did that gimmick. And you can't legally do that because. WWE wasn't going to pay for a Kid Rock song. You're not the Undertaker, pal. You, you're going to put on generic trunks and you're going to wrestle in the fucking cruiserweight division. Cut your hair also, for Christ's sakes. So I, I have some takeaways here. Number one, I completely forgot Kid Cash was an ECW television champion. I forgot yes, that entirely. Was, I forgot that. 14 days. End. Yeah, towards the end. Yeah, when, um, when everybody else was already signed off. But... Uh, I'll tell you this, and I, I'm 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 already pissed off at Mike today, and we're about eight minutes into this fucking show. Not every move needs a fucking name for it. The Boston Crab is a Boston Crab, not fucking cash on delivery. You fucking cunts. There's a fucking cave for you today. You're a cunt. How about that? Fucking. I wrote the your move. The, the bankruptcy. K-O-D, oh, he, cash on delivery. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck you today. I remember fuck looking you. at that being like, wait a minute. That's a Boston Crab. Man. What are you talking about? Yeah. Finish, she moves the bankruptcy. Oh, I get it. Because bankruptcy is when you're out of money. His name's Kid Cash. I get it. 
Time is a flat circle. Fuck you. <laughs> also, cash with a K. Perfect yeah. hotmail. <laughs> <laughs> Kid Cash. K I D K A S H Z Z for you. Thank God is his. Uh, no, I'm not going to do a joke. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Almost did it. I almost had to edit myself out. Um, oh man! Um, by, the, by the way, am I, am I off probation yet? Not yet. I'll let you know. Uh, God damn it! So anyway, Kid Cash wins, right? Am yeah, I right about that? The bankru- he hit him with the bankruptcy. Of course, he won. Oh, of, of course he did. The bankruptcy. That, that's that's it. Uh, no, I mean, there's no coming back from bankruptcy. Period. It was it was a you know it was a kind of a flippy match. Kid Cash is good. I I don't like Amazing Red. Uh, after the match, uh, Amazing Red tried to shake hands with Kid Cash. Kid Cash gave him a s- stiff clothesline. Spanish announced team comes down. still fucking stupid. That whole name, SAT, and ugh, stop it. Uh, they come down. They attack Kid Cash. Their music plays. Cool. You know, the Spanish fly looked pretty good, I guess. Um, yeah, the finisher's good, but I want to know why the crew of Casa Bonita fucking keeps coming out of here. They they need to clean those dishes. Well, I mean, we'll find out later in their match that they actually got to fly to the show, and we'll cover that in their match. Uh, oh, my God. The heat today wouldn't shut up about that. That was nauseating. Yes, that was nauseating, but well, again, we'll get there. Uh, because before we d- do that, backstage, uh, Goldilocks is with Sonny Siaki, and Sonny Siaki wants to tell us about how Elvis used to slap his women around and Sonny Siaki is going to slap Goldilocks around. I don't know what match he's got coming up, but he definitely wants to beat the shit out of a woman. So, all right. <laughs> Goldilocks <laughs> is in trouble again. <laughs> Sonny Siaki, so, God, this this guy has to get away from the Elvis gimmick and do something. He's, he's like, out of all the people that I really wasn't familiar with uh, going into this, he's definitely a standout. Um yeah, and and they're clearly, clearly trying to make him a rock character. Um, obviously, because I hadn't heard of Sonny Siaki till we really started watching this, he didn't go on to great things. He didn't go on. He's not in the Fast and the Furious movies. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's also not doing much because he has one kidney. You know, you can you can do acting with one kidney. Yeah. Not good at I mean, Charlie Sheen has AIDS, so you yeah, can act. You can act with health problems. You know, <laughs> you watch out how you talk about Ricky Wild thing Vaughn over there. <laughs> so, uh, so here's a little symmetry here. So, all right. So I, I was texting you this the other day. I was watching the new episodes of Wrestling Challenge on the uh, Peacock. Glad Network. you're very excited that Peacock is starting to add some of those shows. I, buddy, someone has to watch them. <laughs> and I did. So I watched six of them yesterday. At I know what you're doing. Each. I know what you're doing. You're trying to watch all this stuff just so the algorithm knocks Evolve down. <laughs> yes, that's 100%. Because I don't care about Walter. You can slap my chest, you big fucking goof. Fuck I don't know. care about Walter. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so there was an episode where um, Honky Tonk Man was yes. talking about how he is no longer going to kiss babies and shake hands, but he's going to punch babies and slap women. All and right. they bleeped out when he said women. So so the did they beep it or, or silence it? No, they beeped it. So the beep 
came was over the word women. Women. Yes. Not punch babies. Yeah, punch babies fine. Slapping women is 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 uh, a not a PC way to do things. Punching babies is fine. Cam Brady 012. Yes. So <laughs> so we have this that's allowed and it's also a honky tonk mirrors of his base character. You fast forward in that time machine. We go 16 years later. Yep. And Sonny Siaki dressed as Elvis. Yep. Talks about beating a woman. Yep. Yes. Actively, the woman in yeah. front of him, not just a phantom, hey, someone in the crowd might get slapped roguely. No, no. You holding the microphone, asking me very sensible questions. I'm going to beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> and this isn't the last time poor Goldilocks has to take this abuse in this show. <laughs> it's only I'm, two hours long. I, I'm waiting for Goldilocks's book, Mem- Memoirs of Goldie. I'm I'm waiting for Goldilocks to grab Sid Scissors and stab a motherfucker. <laughs> like holy shit, she um, is uh, she is unhappy. And and Sunny Siaki doesn't want to do the Elvis thing, but yet he's still coming out to the music, wearing the costume. Well, it's it's clear that um. I'm going. I'm going to guess because uh, I've been watching the show. They didn't plan anything out for this show. It's definitely a week to week type of deal. Um, and some weeks it seems like they didn't write anything, which is what happened last week when we had just basically the X division wrestling for fucking the whole show. Was that last week or the week before? One of the weeks was very sure. much one, one of the wrestling. One. It, it, you, you, it's in the archives. It was last. Um, week. It was. It was. It was last week because they had the two out of three with the two out of three it. with the yes. Iron Man yeah. four out it, of seven. Yeah. I, so I, I think uh, I think Russo might have had had this this day off because uh, that that was very similar to this where there's not a lot of shenanigans happening. Um, that being said, I'm guessing they they put Sonny Siaki with uh, Jorge Estrada and Jimmy Yang. As the Elvises, because they thought, all right, we're, you know, we're down in Nashville, Music City, baby. Let's do these two can grow pretty mean sideburns. We'll grab some Party City Elvis suits and fucking throw it on them. All right, you can do it too because you can really fucking wrestle. And uh, let's go. I'm not saying the other two can't. Jimmy Wang Yang can wrestle. Uh, but my thought is. Sonny Siaki kind of got himself over type of thing. Like it was like, all right, well, he, he, this guy's clearly a standout. He can do more than just this, you know, free birds, Elvis thing. Uh, so let's start <laughs> basically the story built itself. It's like, all right, well, this guy's a star. These two mopes just have sideburns. That's their whole deal. So let's have him go against them. And we're going to make this guy the rock. Cool. All right, bro. Swerve. <laughs> you think when Russo came in, he just had his WWF notebook and he's like, yep. okay, I need an yep. Austin. Yep. Jeff Jared. I need a rock. Sonny Siaki. I need a gangrel. Yep. Malice. hundred percent. hundred percent. You, you buy numbers. Paint by you, you numbers. You can see the, the through lines in these characters. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Like, so there's no, there's no one comparing Sonny Siaki's opponent tonight. Pounce, Money Brown. Uh, so Money Brown gets out there, pounces on the microphone, cuts a promo on Jeff Jarrett. I completely forgot these two didn't like each other. Like, I, I, he starts going, Jeff Jarrett. I'm like, why is he yelling at Jeff Jarrett? He's fighting Sonny Siaki. Oh, because 
everything's meaningless in this fucking show. <laughs> it was like the time Bad News Brown got eliminated from a goddamn battle royal, went in the back and cut a promo on Macho Man. It's like, what is happening here? I don't give a shit about a battle royal. I want the title, Macho Man. He never, by the way, was anywhere near the heavyweight championship. <laughs> Bad News just kind of went into business for himself on that one. Uh, that's yeah. kind of how this whole fucking show feels. Everyone's just kind of going into business for themselves, and it's working itself out. It's kind of, sort of, not really. Um, Anyway, <sighs> Jesus, he's gonna, Monty Brown's going to tear Jeff Jarrett apart with his bare hands. Not going to use chairs, going to bare hands and pounce. Um, <laughs> well, he, as I he said, he, uh, he, he doesn't need a chair yeah. because his hands are his weapons. Oh, very nice. Pounce. Pounce. <laughs> um, so anyway, good match. Sonny Siaki, Monty Brown, eh, good showing. I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed most of it. Um, yeah, not Jeff bad. Jarrett obviously comes down to the ring. Um, I think everyone in this match is a heel, but I think everybody in the company is kind of a heel at this point. So <laughs> what are the rules? Um, Jeff Jarrett comes down, makes a distraction. Sonny Siaki uh, does the low blow to Monty Brown, rolls him up, gets the win. Uh, Bullet Bob comes out. With the bullet, looks like his fucking gimp at this point. Or did, it, did the bullet was out there or no? Because the bullet shows up later. Yeah, well, the see what happened was uh, Jeff Jarrett came out causing the low blow, but on his way back, the bullet came out and distracted right. Jared, which allowed Monty to pounce Ouch. on Jeff Jared, and Jeff Jared backed up, but uh, Brian Super Lawler, Soma, Super Soma, Brian Lawler. Fucking gets him in a, a fucking. I, I I need the seven dollars in loose change in your pocket because I need to fucking buy more pills. Chokehold on Jeff Jared. He's choking him with a belt that has that has just loops and rings. It looks I don't know. It looks like a fetish belt. Probably is. Whatever. No judgment. Uh, security runs down, breaks up the deal, and we're and we're off and running. And um, I know I, I sent you this text. Uh, just when you thought okay, nothing could be more offensive. Than what we've already experienced. All the stuff with Goldilocks, the disco show, all, all this shit. I was wrong. Uh, Goldilocks is backstage with Slash. And Slash has uh, a friend who uh, is sitting there with his uh, mid-90s grunge hairdo slung over his face, rocking back and forth, grabbing his arm as if he's holding in the heroin. And we find out this fucking guy's name is Cobain, and he's addicted to suicide. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. They lay it on real thick. This was icky to listen to. <laughs> this was just like, are you fucking kidding me? They, they made a Kurt Cobain wrestler, who, and they're doing suicide gimmicks. Great. Fucking, fucking great this company holy shit no wonder they're losing money 11 weeks in how can you be addicted to suicide it's <sighs> a good question it that's feels a, like a, a it feels like a thing. one and done thing <laughs> yeah you can't be like oh man i just i just committed my eighth suicide i mean being addicted to attention getting that's something else <laughs> yeah i'm addicted to abortions <laughs> That's all I could think of. When, She's a 13-year-old girl addicted to abortions. 
<laughs> she's on her 38th abortion. <laughs> she just had Juggernaut's baby. Fucked up thing is, that's exactly what this show is. It's 100%. Like, that episode of South Park isn't like, about WWF. It's about no. O2 TNA. It's a it's about TNA, and my guess is the only reason they use WWF is because nobody would know what TNA was. <laughs> Everybody knows Vince McMahon and WWF, so that's what South Park made fun of. But they were doing this, yeah, this one hundred percent shit. <laughs> so they were they were they were nice enough to spell Cobain with a K, not a C, because you don't want to infringe on someone's real name oh, when you're talking notice. about. Yeah, it's uh, it's K-O-B-A-I-N. Did not notice that one. Yeah, you probably wouldn't because um, this is fucking stupid. Because I was still holding uh, my, he- my head in my hand like, holy shit, that they just really fucking do this. I, I never wanted to see Courtney Love make a cameo and hand someone a shotgun. <laughs> I This was fucking awful. Like, a few things in my life embarrassed me. And I'm sitting here watching this with... With, with with the missus and mm-hmm. she's she has just a disgusting look on her face and i don't know if it's because i'm making her watch this or everything i mean there's a lot of things that i've probably done in my my life the, that the whole per- scenario of what was happening yeah. for this two hours yeah. was definitely then, disgusting so she she looks at me and i actually wrote down what she said to me she goes this is fucking re being did um and um I can't disagree. No, no, because it gets worse. You thought that yeah. was it? You thought that was it? No, no. These guys are in a match. They're in a match yeah. with old Jimmy Storm the Cowboy and Chris Harris, the fucking Paul Roma's smoking cousin, and they have to they have to wrestle uh Slash and Kurt Cobain. Uh the hot shots, which basically look like uh, the cousins of uh, Shane Douglas, and then the backseat boys. Who the fuck are the backseat boys? What is this shit? What is a backseat boy? Uh, I so don't you get ever it. Seen the, you ever seen the movie The Other Guys with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. Remember how Will Ferrell's uh, Prius keeps getting stolen and uh, he keeps finding love letters sent to him by the homeless people that have orgies in the backseat of his Prius. Mm-hmm. One of them being from uh, thanks for the fuck shack from dirty Mike and the boys. That's what a backseat boy is. Dirty Mike and the boys. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You ask a question. I provide an answer. Um, Cassidy O'Reilly and Johnny Cashmere. Our, our, our thing in this match, I'm guessing one is from the Hot Shots and one is from the Backstreet Boys. And Just I don't go care by your is. real name. You know, Johnny Cashmere. It's Phil Davis. Fuck you. Are you actually being serious? I don't know. No, hold okay. on. Click on it. <laughs> yes. Know. Let's see. What's your real name? What is your name, you son of a bitch? There's also an extensive amount of K's used in names in 2002 TNA. What the fuck? Oh, uh, Matt K's, Walsh. K's are the new Z's. Matt Walsh is his name. Matt Matt Walsh, the name you Baby, know. Baby, hold on, hold on. Johnny Cashmere is an American professional wrestler, best known as one half of the Backseat Boys, along with Acid and later Matt Walsh. So, wow, his real name is no, that can't be his real name. 
I, I'm my guess is he is just not important enough for anyone to figure out his real fucking name. It's Phil Davis. <laughs> sure. I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go I'm with not that. gonna call this motherfucker Johnny Cashmere. I don't care if that's his real fucking name. Here's here's the thing. If you if your Wikipedia says best known as one half of the backseat boys with a Z, you don't deserve for people to Google what your real fucking name is. Plain and simple. Trent Acid was his tag team partner. Yeah. Trent Acid, I think I've actually heard of. Weirdly no, I've enough. heard of that too. I want to say he was in like a documentary or something like that. And you see, he has a real name, Michael Verdi. Yeah. He's been around for a minute. Yeah, Phil, Phil Davis, Davis and Michael Verdi. Backseat boys. There you go. Johnny Cashmere. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. So let's see. Uh, backseat boys were put together by NWA New Jersey. That should make sense. Yeah, man. It's a Jersey thing. Uh, <laughs> they should have been called Muff Cabbage. Fuck. The twin brother. Oh, Donnie. Oh, I see. Donnie B was the writer that put them together. Okay, I got that. I'm, just trying, I'm trying to figure out these guys' origin story. Not that we're going to spend much time on them, but uh, <clears throat> Donnie B, who was the guy from NWA New Jersey who put them together, was the twin brother of Nova from ECW. This is a weird, incestuous fucking relationship. Uh, Donnie B became the manager on the road, and Acid and Cashmere were hired by ECW to start in April, but ECW went out of business in February, so they never debuted. Okay, there we go. Did a cup of coffee in Ring of Honor, CZW, Pro Wrestling Unplugged. I don't know what that is. It's, um... It's pro wrestling, but not plugged in. Ah, gotcha. So kind of like the audio on TNA. Perfect. Yep. Uh, we're just all going to scream real loud and hope somebody outside can hear us. We've uh, talked more about the Backseat Boys than they were in this actual match. Yeah, and I'm still confused. <laughs> yeah. So Phil Davis and Mike Verdi are the first ones out yep. of this match. They get eliminated by uh, uh, Nirvana. Because um, God forbid we go a week without a fucking confusing elimination match. It's yeah, the X Division. Great. Cool. I don't know what that means. James yeah, Storm, so, Chris Harris. Just want, don't want to be anywhere else. <laughs> so this match, the stakes in this match is if you win, you're yeah. the last team entered in the gauntlet for the gold, which is going to be in two weeks. That's right. That's right. Um, Jesus. Let's just fast forward to the good shit. Uh Brian oh, well, Lee and, then, Brian that's, Lee and it Don, oh, that's it for the show. <laughs> Brian Lee and Ron Harris uh, come down to ringside, and Brian Lee speaks for literally the entire audience when he puts his headset on and goes, "This is some bullshit." Like you're goddamn right, Brian. This is yes. bullshit. You know what else is bullshit? When Ron Harris tries to talk and everyone realizes his microphone isn't plugged in, that actually happened. <laughs> And you know how I know that is um, Don Harris? Uh, it's not. It's Ron. Right. <laughs> how do you know? How do you know? Because <laughs> it's because it's only one of them. <laughs> yep. Because the other one's not there. No, the uh, other one's still bleeding in the back from his fucking blade job three weeks ago. <laughs> so, all right. Um, who the fuck wins? Who cares? Um, 
America's Most Wanted. Do they? Yeah. They they eliminate the hot shots at 7.55, and then at 12.52, a full five minutes of action. I just fucking knocked it over. And you yeah. Don West here. So you got to stop banging on your fucking table. I've been seeing, I've been watching the camera just shake the entire time. It's like Rich is in a goddamn earthquake over there. <laughs> I'm actually masturbating while talking to Um Total nonstop action. So we go a full five minutes yep. of this. And the finish is like they were running out of time. Like, it was just, it was out of nowhere. Like, they were doing the chain wrestling shit, and then fucking poof, out of nowhere, storm pins slash to win. Cool. That's it. That's it. And after the match, Brian Lee and Ron Harris come uh, kick everybody out of the ring. And and everyone back in the pool. And Mike Tanay goes, ah, you know why they're doing that? No, I don't, Mike, but I'm sure you're going to explain it to us how fucked up this next week's show is going to be. And sure enough, because whatever that, ch- I don't know, chase for the gold or run for the river or a fucking run for the border, whatever that match is going to be is basically like a reverse battle royal type of thing. Kind like, sure. of. That, that was something he said. He's like, oh, you know why they're throwing them over the top rope? Because in, in, in I don't know, chase the gold or chase the fever. Uh, <laughs> it, it's gonna, you have to throw people over the top rope. Run for the border. I don't know. Yeah. In the, in the gauntlet for the gold fever wings. Mm. Next week it's a it's a battle. Sounds royal. delicious. We have dinner tonight. <laughs> so so he, I, I was waiting for Tanae once Brian Lee got in the ring and started tossing people out. I was yeah. waiting for Tanae to say, and Brian Lee calls this throwing people over the top rope. You fucking cuck. He Fuck calls you. this the Lee toss. He's <laughs> <laughs> such a fucking piece of fuck. I, and I like uh, Tanae, and I have respect for him. And after Dark Side of the Ring, I watched the bootleg version of Collision in Korea where he did play-by-play with fucking Bischoff, and it was great. 95 today is greater than 02 today. Oh, that makes sense. Um, all right, so backstage, Jeff Jarrett is just yelling at Bob Armstrong. I'm going to fuck you up, <laughs> basically, is the gist of this one. Jeff Jarrett just keeps threatening this old man. He's going to beat him up. He's like, you, I don't care who your surprise is. I don't care who your mystery man. I want my I want my heavyweight title shot. At some point, he says he wants his tag team titles. I didn't know Jeff Jarrett was even in a tag team, but he wants tag team titles, too. What are the rules? And then also, I'm going to beat your ass, bullet. I love how he keeps calling him bullet. I'm going to beat your ass, bullet. <laughs> Bullet him a given. So they, so they made a Shoot mistake. <laughs> and, <laughs> so they made a mistake here. So Go on. if you remember when Jeff Jarrett came out earlier, he had the nice, the red um, tank top. Yes, he did. But when you go backstage, when he's yelling at the uh, the old man for taking too much pudding, he <laughs> um, was wearing the lavender shirt that he was wearing last week. It's also the same one he wore when he beat up uh, Brian Lawler in the opening of the show. Yes. So, continuity is not king. No, absolutely not. Why bro, would you need continuity? Bro, they, we already got the 995. Nobody fucking cares. <laughs> well, you know what? If anybody brings it up, we'll say the shirts are a swerve. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> and that's what the sense. S means. It makes sense. It's swerve. It's swerve, swerve on the shirt. That's what the S is for. Swerve, bro. Uh, all right. So let's see. Ba, ba, ba. 
Uh, oh, okay. So, yeah. so here's our main event. There we go. Bruce, Bruce. against April Hunter. Bruce comes out. Um, I, I can't tell you, honestly, if the promo was good or not. Uh, because for some reason, they've decided that of all the things they allow to go over the airwaves, like we've heard people cursing quite a bit. Um, the audience chanting at Bruce, you suck dick. They beep the word dick every time. So think about that for a second. Bruce cuts about a uh, three to five minute promo. And all you're hearing is every third word. Because it's constantly going, you suck, beep, you suck, beep, you suck, beep, throughout his entire promo and throughout the match as well. So you can't hear the commentary either. Not that that's a big fucking loss, but they're just beeping incessantly and i don't know if that was done originally in 2002 or if that's for some reason something they just added um but my bigger problem is as you've heard over the course of this series here i've had a huge problem with the audio quality of the microphones in tna why can we hear the audience so clear as a bell that we have to censor it, but I can't hear commentary because you can't figure out how to turn their volume up. How about you turn the crowd's volume down and turn the commentators? I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy, but fucking terrible. Anyway, April Hunter comes down looking great. Like it's mm. uh, watching this. It's like, and I, and it brought me back. Cause I, I know I talked last week about how I used to rent her videotapes. Um, but like she trained at Kowalski's school in Boston. So she's like, she can wrestle. She's not great, but like, I'm curious why she didn't have a better career. Um, Cause she was like, we mentioned last week, she was part of like Scott Steiner's group in nitro and T in WCW for a while. Um, but like, she can work well enough that especially in this era where women weren't really great wrestlers, um, like I looked at, it, I'm like, yeah, she could, you know, she could have held her own with like a China or somebody like that. Like, you know, yeah. as great as China was uh, as a character, China wasn't the best in ring worker. Uh, and it wouldn't surprise me if they actually trained together because they're both around that same era. They both trained at Kowalski school. Um, so I'm, 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 wildly curious and the only thing i could come back to was probably the the porno thing hurt her like she she did a bunch of like we mentioned last week she was in penthouse they mentioned on this show she was in playboy uh you know so she and she's done that stuff but again I, in this era i can't see that being a problem because we're like two years away from lesbians on raw i don't know thoughts yeah no i uh... <laughs> I, I'm 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 with you. I I, I was a little distracted because I was thinking about April Hunter, but he, here's 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 the here's the fly in the whole ointment on this thing. I think it comes down to a personality issue with her. Yeah, I, I really do because she got three different opportunities in WCW, right? And her first one is when she showed up as one of the NWO girls. Okay. And she debuted with 
Tori Wilson, who was known as Samantha. So they showed up together, and for whatever reason, they took a shine to Tori, and April Hunter was relegated to being one of Big Bad Booty Daddy Papa Pump's side pieces. And then they tried it again when Russo was the writer. Mm -hmm. She was on for one week. It it wasn't even on Nitro. It was on Thunder. Mm -hmm. She showed up with... um, I want, I want to say it was, um, oddly enough, I think it was it was Bruce's character, Kiwi, okay. when he was in WCW. And then they tried her again towards the end in, in 01, where she was with, um, when Dusty Rhodes and Dustin were together, she was with them in, in some sort of capacity. I, f- I forgot what it was off the top of my head, but it was only, again, a one-week deal. And I think this is all we get of April Hunter, is a one-week deal. It's a shame because she can actually work in the ring too. Like she looks great and she can actually wrestle a little bit. And that's the key. But compared to all the other women that they had, no disrespect to Veronica Vaughn or anything like that. But right. She she's a she's already a more seasoned worker than she is. She looks just as good. She has the appeal and all that other stuff. So like you almost have to imagine that's also why she wasn't in that Miss TNA uh, sleepover pillow fight battle royal thing strip off her clothes because like she probably would have been the fan favorite on that one. Yeah. Like, cause you get, you know, it's like, Oh great. You got, you know, Francine and Taylor Vaughn. It's like, okay, great. But April Hunter can actually kick your ass. But at least after this match, after Bruce wins, yeah, we get to see uh silk Wagner Brown. That was this. And I agree with, uh, I forget if it was Don West or Mike Tanay that said it, but one of them was like, why would Bruce want to take her top off? Like, why? I get why they did it so that to get her boyfriend in there. Does, does he become a thing in this or is he done as well? Yeah, probably done. Okay. Uh, so I haven't, this, I haven't looked far ahead about a uh, Silk Wagner Brown. Slick um, Wagner, by the way. So is it Silk or Slick? I'm, uh, the way I have it spelled is S-L-Y-C-K. So I'm going with Slick Wagner mm. Brown. Uh, but I'm gonna I, go silk. I, 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 could be I could be wrong. Uh, yeah. So after Bruce wins, uh, he starts to unzip her top, and then uh, Slick Silk comes running out and I don't know, knocks Bruce out of the ring and it kind of saves the day, basically. Um, and I think it must have been Don West is like, why would he want to take her top off? It's like, obviously, the crowd's upset that they didn't get to see some titties in this motherfucker. But why would Bruce, who's kind of been all women are gross all of a sudden, want to be like, hey, get your titties out? Like, it, it, I understand it made sense for him to say that because it didn't make sense for him to do that in the ring. But anyway, no titties this week. No. Hey, but I did uh, do a little searching on April Hunter. All right. Um, did you know she was born with pneumonia? I did not. I was yeah. not there. No. And uh, she she's uh, also hearing impaired. Okay. Yeah. The more you know. Yeah. And her finishing move is the headhunter. It's a good name. What is the move? Uh, it is a front somersault neckbreaker slam, which is a lot of words that shouldn't go together. That sounds that sounds like I, I'm almost tempted to fucking YouTube that shit because that sounds interesting to see somebody do. They should just call it like the Drawsinator. Jesus Christ. 
So that just sounds like a feeding tube reading that happened on that fucking move. Holy shit. Oh, all right. While you continue to look up April Hunter's life story, uh, backstage Goldilocks is with Jorge Estrada and Jimmy Yang. Uh, Yang and Estrada will be facing the Spanish announced team later tonight. Um, this whole promo is just about Sonny Siaki and Sonny Siaki this, Sonny Siaki that. And uh, Sonny Siaki actually shows up uh, just in regular street clothes. Uh, I liked because uh, he shows up in the match as well in his regular street clothes. And Don West is like, hey, he's not in uniform. <laughs> God damn it, man. <laughs> he's not wrestling right now. He doesn't have to be in his fucking Party City Elvis costume. This isn't Halloween, motherfucker. <laughs> so, so Goldilocks with the, with a line that will resonate with me for for at least another hour. Um, the Elvises are going to be going solo in a tag match. <laughs> and I've gone cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, now I know why fucking they do all this fucking shit to her. When you deliver lines like that. You deserve to have comments made about your pussy lips through your jeans. <laughs> that actually happened. Holy shit. I forgot about that. Oh, I, yeah. I try to purge these from my brain as soon as we're done talking about them. Um, Sonny Siaki also takes a random shot at Hulk Hogan for some fucking reason by saying, uh, if you're the type of person to take your vitamins and say your prayers, you lose your hair prematurely. And then he fucks off. And it's like, what are we trying to do here? Like what? Ex- what exactly are we trying to do here? <laughs> this is this feels very reminiscent, although even less connected to when we finally get the New Age Outlaws on here and they start talking about Paul Levesque, Michael Hittenbaum. It's like Jesus Christ, man! Pro Doug, chew your pills. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> there, there. There's going to be so many drugs. Like we had the. We had the Shawn Michaels Catalina wine mixer last fucking episode. <laughs> we're, I feel like we're going to just have like a, a three-month bender between between X-Pac, Billy Gunn, Brian Lawler, all, all fucking wrestling for that one last fucking pill. Soma on a pole, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, so after this interview, they cut back to the crowd leading uh-huh. into the entrances of... Um, uh, Lawler and um, Goldilocks for the in-ring promo, but did you see the girl trying to flex her boobs? She did. Yeah, she showed up twice on the show. They kept going back to her. She she was part of the front rowers because that's a creative goddamn name. <laughs> yeah. So I um I have boobs that were probably bigger than hers. I so was it was this the because it was two? There was one. There was one girl in the red top who had bright yellow teeth and then there was a girl who was like slightly more attractive but not much like she had the white shirt white shirt white shirt is that the one you're talking about yeah that was her she was trying to flex those titties and uh yeah wish i had two more hands so (laughs) give those titties four thumbs down Milk's gone bad. <laughs> <laughs> we also kept cutting to the cage dancers, uh, except we just kept cutting to one shaking her ass. 
That's all it was. Let's get a close-up of her ass, and it's just going to shake while we tell you that the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance, which respects tradition, is going to be at the Virginia Fairgrounds as you watch an ass shaking on TV. Someone paid $10 for this shit. <laughs> well, did, did you know that at uh, the, the Sioma Fest, that uh, if you show your ticket stub, mm. you get buy one, get one free turkey legs? Fantastic. I wanted to get drawn as the winner of the Jelly of the Month Club. Um, all right. So up next, Flying Elvises and the Maximo Brothers, a.k.a. Spanish Announce Team, a.k.a. SAT, a.k.a. Do We Give a Shit? No, we don't, because this match is all about Sonny Siaki, who's not in it. <laughs> <laughs> so so th- this match is going on, and, and Mike today, again, with fucking every move needs a name. Yep. Fucking a neck breaker is called Love Me Tender. Of course. Fuck you. And then there was another move. Fucking. Um, it was all shook up. There was one. All shook up. Yeah. All shook where, up. Where's the jailhouse rock body slam? Oh, it's it's in there, baby. <laughs> you know, where, where's, the, where's the blue Christmas elbow drop? <laughs> oh, man. It was bad. It was just and, bad. And, and by the way, I don't know if you know this. Mm. Um, the SATs. Yeah. Um, Took a Greyhound bus. Okay. Thank you. I forgot we were going to talk about that. Yes. Oh, no. So I got you. The entire match, and it's not a short one either. It's a pretty long fucking match. They just keep telling us, they being Don West and Mike Tanay, keep telling us over and over and over again how the SATs hail from Brooklyn, New York, and they took a Greyhound bus 17 hours to Nashville for an opportunity to work for TNA. And now, because they've been on every single week, and I, I laughed my ass off when he said it. Mike Tanay is telling this story. Don West just blurts out, they're flying first class now. And all I could think was, all right, if you're... Um, if you're a poor up and coming wrestler, so much to the point that you had to take a bus for 17 fucking hours to try out for TNA and you get a job. And the first thing you do is start blowing money on first class tickets. You're going to be broke by the fourth fucking week of your job. You don't, this, this is not how you do it. And they, they kept saying it like, yeah, they take that bus for 17 hours and now they fly first class. And I'm like, you could have just said fly. You could like, first of all, none of this is, this is a throwaway story that if you told once during a rest hold, fine, I'll give you a pass. But this was the crutch of the SAT story. This went on for the whole fucking match. We heard this story over and over again and now they're flying. Right. Okay. Welcome to the lower middle class, I guess. I don't know. Where plane tickets are affordable. Okay, cool. I, I was waiting for the punchline from him that they fly, they they do the Spanish fly. Oh, I was waiting for something like that. And I, I was Oh uh, God. <laughs> I, yeah, no, that's that's the only thing I was hoping hoping for. But the the other thing about this whole thing is if they're spending money to take a 17 hour bus ride to Tennessee. And now they're flying first class. They have the same budget 
monetization value of money that the fucking people running TNA do because they're out of fucking money after fucking three weeks. It, it, it all explains itself. It's it's very it's like, oh, this all makes complete sense. By the way, uh, another uh, move that you forgot to mention uh, towards the end. So uh, SAT goes for the Spanish fly. Uh, Sonny Siaki comes in, star of the show, knocks them down. Jimmy Wang Yang goes for the wait for it. Yang time. Home run, baby. The Yang oh. time, not the hang time, baby. It's the Yang time. I don't know what the Yang time is because he hits a reverse DDT. I'm guessing it might be that. I, I don't honestly fucking know. Um, well, that's what he calls it. And if Mike Tanay says, hey, this Yang is what time. he calls it. Yes. It, 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 it's what it's called. I mean, Mike Tanay would never lie. They, they they sit around explaining to Tanay all afternoon what they call their moves, so they can so you can then say they call it the Yang time. Uh, yeah, who's they? They keep saying they. Who's they? The man. Um, after the match, Sonny Siaki <laughs> just kind of goes up the ramp. He's wearing his gym shorts. He's trying to be the Rock. Don West is a little annoyed that he's not wearing his Elvis costume, and uh, we move on with life. Then Goldilocks starts coming down to the ring so she could introduce Brian Lawler. And Brian Lawler is finally going to tell us what Jeff Jarrett did to him. Weeks we've been building to this moment. And finally, Goldilocks has an exclusive one-on-one interview with Brian Lawler. But for the first five minutes of this promo, Brian Lawler... (sighs) Wow, he's awful to Goldilocks. Uh, apparently, yeah. go- he just picks up the microphone. And he's like, look here, woman. You come down here in your tight jeans, showing off your cleavage. Jeans don't show off cleavage, but continue, Brian. And you look like a $2 whore. And get the hell out of here because nothing in the wrestling business deserves to have a piece of trash like you in a ring. And it's like, Goldilocks is just like, all right. Cool. There's a little, she like flicked his sweat off, into his face or something. Like she kind of like, gra- like took her fingernail, grazed his shirt, which obviously he was perspiring through. And then she just kind of flicked his sweat into his face. And I'm like, good for you, girl. You've been shit on long enough. Flick some of that Coke sweat back at him. I bet he enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, God, get me on my gums. <laughs> <laughs> It had to have been at least a fucking 178 degrees in there or just room temperature. And he's a sweaty motherfucker. Yes. Or all of the drugs were trying to get out of his system through his pores. So <laughs> luckily his t-shirt was a sausage case in and it locked in that fucking fat fuck. You bloated motherfucker. That's just it. He's not even fat. He's bloated. Like yeah. he is so puffy. Um, so, okay. After Goldilocks makes her exit, Lawler starts pacing incessantly. You want me to tell you what Jeff Jarrett did? I'll tell you what Jeff he just did the whole thing over again. Um, never really gets to it. He says eventually he gets around to the fact that it has to do with his girlfriend who they hired some blonde actress to sit in the front row. And then he starts yelling at the cameraman who was clearly taking a picture of him but he yells, were you taking pictures of my girlfriend? And she's clearly egging him on. So here's my thought. When Russo left WWF, 
he left behind the Chaz and Mariana storyline. This is what he was going with. He was going to try to continue it this way. Now, I haven't looked ahead, but I'm assuming we don't get a payoff to this storyline. But I guarantee you that was the that was the, the start of this story. He's like, well, I left that one behind and they all kind of, they fucked it up, bro. So here we go with this. I bet it, ha- I bet that was kind of where his head was at. Um, I haven't looked ahead th- too much, but I'm, I'm willing to bet there's no payoff. No, not at all. Um, and, and it gets even weirder because Lawler uh, says that Jeff Jarrett has five seconds to come to the ring literally does the quickest five count in the history of five counts. It's like one, two, three, four, five. And then just kind of stands there. Even Don West is like, well, you got to give somebody more time than that. It's like, <laughs> God damn it, man. You're on fire today. And uh, Lawler goes ahead and he's about to call Jeff Jarrett a piece of shit. Um, and you could tell the way he says it. Our <laughs> truth missed his cue. Because our truth comes out yelling a piece of what, but it was well. And, and Brian Lawler goes, he's a piece of shit. And then it's like, you can see him kind of looking and waiting and be not saying shit because he was clearly supposed to be cut off. So it was supposed to be, he's a piece of shit, a piece of what? That was what, what was supposed to happen. And, but instead, our truth, I don't know. My guess is the microphone wasn't turned on again and he missed his cue. It's awkward as fuck. Doesn't matter. Ron comes out. A piece of what? A piece of what? I bet you thought I was home with a concussion. Well, it takes more than a concussion to keep me down. And I'm thinking to myself, it really shouldn't. You should be home in bed if you actually have one. (laughs) And then Lawler just is so weird. Wait, man. Wait a minute, man. We're homies. (laughs) I'm like, what is this fucking show? (laughs) He, he was reverting back. He he's reverting back to him being in too cool. Completely we're, forgetting what he's supposed to be. We're homies. He kept saying it. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, that this is it's a mess because I skipped ahead. So that happens. Ron Killings just fucks off backstage, and that's where we get the girlfriend thing. So that that's where Lawler uh, points to the blonde in the front row and then starts yelling at the photographer taking pictures of the ring. No, not even close to having the camera pointed at her. Um, and then Lawler kind of goon arms his girlfriend back to the fucking backstage area. And. I don't I, 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 I just don't know. The cameraman was positioned like angled. Like, he, he literally was- had his back to her. Yeah, which is also why I think it's the Mariana Chaz thing, because she was goading him because when he was like, were you taking pictures of my girlfriend? She was mouthing the words clearly. Yes. Yes, he was. And she was point like that's why I think it was Chaz Mariana. Because if you remember, Mariana was actually lying about getting beat by Chaz. So my assumption is. We're not going to get a payoff, but if we were, it would have been that this girl was manipulating Brian Lawler into thinking that like Jeff Jarrett hit on her or, or like hit her or, or like tried to have sex with something like that. You know what I mean? Like she was manipulating him is the story that was going to play out. If 
we had a budget to have writers every week, which apparently we don't. It's like, all right, Russo, come in once a month and just write a few weeks and we'll figure out the rest from here. Bullet Bob will take care of it. So speaking of which, uh, we get footage. Dude, by from... the way, this, the, that segment sucked. Oh yeah. It was, it was atrocious. Like it Garbage. didn't deserve the time we just gave it, but you know what? No. That's what we're here for. Um, we get footage from last week where, uh, Jeff Jarrett was attacked by, uh, the bullet, a masked man. And, uh, and then they have a kind of a match and Jarrett kind of beat him up and he's like, I'm going to unmask this son of a bitch. But first I'll never forget. Cause it's so weird when he just, he's holding the mic and he's telling people he's going to do a move. First, I'm going to give him a stroke. I know that's the name of his move, but it just it sounded weird to me. But anyway, then Bob, Bob hits the <laughs> I'm going to lick my palm. <laughs> Seriously. It's, it's just, it's weird. Anyway, moving on. Um, next match is uh, Jeff Jarrett versus the bullet. The magic bullet. The, the, the neutral bullet. Uh, so the whole crowd is just chanting road dog the entire show. Uh, the entire match and the bullet, the guy under the mask is clearly wrestling in a style of road dog so much to the point and knowing that road dog eventually shows up in TNA. I went to the Google to check it out and it's not road dog under the mask. It is an Armstrong, but it's Steve Armstrong. Steve Armstrong was probably most known to WWF fans as Lance Cassidy. He was a cowboy in uh, 92-93. Had a vicious, vicious feud with Skinner. Oh, yeah. They went up and down the coast of Maine. Oh, yeah. They they ran all the B-shows. Um, uh, he spent some time in WCW more than anything else. I'm guessing as just Steve Armstrong enhancement talent. But, uh, Steve. Steve Madden. Steve. Steve Madden, Steve, Steve Armstrong, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they were trying to blur. They they were definitely teasing the fact that it was Road Dog. I mean, they, he did the fucking pump handle slam and stuff like that, um, and the crowd was convinced of it. Um, but if you just look close enough, there's enough. Road Dog has a bunch of tattoos, and this guy had none. And uh, also, he wasn't trying to sniff coke out of someone's ass crack either. Oh, there is that. There is that. Um, Jarek grabs the microphone after handcuffing because he had handcuffs in his knee pads, as you do. Where else do you keep handcuffs? Uh, he handcuffs the bullet to the rope and gets outside, <laughs> grabs a chair and a microphone, and says, I'm going to unmask this son of a bitch, but first I'm going to hit him with a chair. And then Bullet Bob comes down for the save. The old man comes down, and Jarek lights him up. He, he bloodies the old man, and Don West is like, this is probably the most legitimate shock I've ever heard because Don just goes like you hear his voice drop just an octave a little bit. He went from an 11 to about a nine where he just went, oh, my God, <laughs> he's bleeding. <laughs> it's like he definitely didn't expect that. And you can tell, by the way, that happened that Jarrett fucking busted the old man open the hard way. He just took his knuckles and put it onto his forehead until he bled, which God bless that old man. He fucking took it. So 60 something year old Bob Armstrong busted open the hard way. That's two weeks in a row. Jeff Jarrett, who's who's been the MVP so far this series, Obviously. was very was very wily coyote. <laughs> a lot of these things. Well, somebody like, has to be. <laughs> I'm gonna wait for the Roadrunner with his anvil on top of a stick. 
but it's not going to yeah. hold it. And it's going to fall on my foot, and the roadrunner is going to go right past me. I'm going to hit this guy with a chair after I tell him I'm going to hit him with a chair just in time for someone to come out and prevent the chair shot. So the funny thing is, this was the moment it was extremely clear that this was a pre-taped show because Tanay and, and Don West are just like, they're screaming. They are screaming and there's all kinds of chaos happening in the ring. Bullet Bob is bleeding. The bullet is handcuffed to the ropes. Jarrett's just fucking all over the place. And then we get this dissolve and it's to Tanay and West sitting on the, at the announce table and they're completely calm and the arena's quiet. So it's basically like they just kind of, they didn't know how to segue out of it. So they just cut tape, do this. And this is, you know, one of our favorite parts of the show, obviously. Cocaine Don West hyping up the next week's couple shows. Just, you know, like he is as red as his shirt. He is just blistering bright red. It's just screaming into the microphone. Um, Basically, next week's show is going to be a best of the X division. We're 11 weeks in and we're always already taking a week off. My guess budget cuts. They can't do any more live shows for a while uh, because that's next week. And then the following week, they're preempted because it's the anniversary of nine 11. Correct. Yep. So the next actual live show is September 18th. Right. So they basically take like three weeks off and, and it's like, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll come back. We'll, we got, we got to save a few pennies. So, uh, We'll just have uh, JB and Goldilocks just do a fucking clip show 11 weeks in. Anyway, uh, yeah, Don West didn't die, which is good, I guess. He didn't, his heart didn't explode. It looked like it was going to, but he didn't, uh, which moves us on to the next match. Uh, we get footage from the two out of three false clusterfuck that was Jerry Lynn and AJ Styles, uh, including the finish where Loki came down and boringly kicked them. Just don't like the guy. Uh, which leads us to the main event. This is something Don West has never seen before. Three ladders! Three ladders in the ring! Three ladders! They're going to have ladders! This is... Da- like, at one point in the match, he literally goes, this is dangerous and should not be allowed to happen. It's like, yeah, dum-dum. It's a ladder <laughs> match. Three of them? This this is against the law. <laughs> like, he, like, this was a, definitely a show where Don West was really getting his first glimpse into real wrestling. It's like bullet Bob's bleeding and there's ladders in the ring. He doesn't know what to make of it. He is having a weird day. He, he, he literally says during the match, the first time the ladders he uses as a weapon, he goes, they shouldn't be weapons. Yes, they shouldn't be weapons. This should be against the law. I think he basically said one of them is assaulting the other. I'm like, you don't know wrestling, did you pal? Yeah. Buddy, like, st- stick stick to some of those Fleer Ultra Wax Bands, buddy. <laughs> we got a Don Ross McGuire here. Mint condition. Order now and you'll get a free hacky sack. 90s. Um, anyway, so good match. Fucking triple ladder match with AJ Styles, Jerry Lynn, and Loki. It's a good match. You know, it's, it's one of those ones that you don't expect it to be a bad fucking match. You know, they're, they're, these guys are all hitting all their spots. They're doing a bunch of ladder stunts. Uh, it's, nobody gets hurt, or at least they don't look like they do. So that's good. It's always good in ladder matches. Nobody's physically injured in these matches. Um, not that it would matter because they'd have three weeks off the heel. And as we learned from our truth, concussions mean fuck all. So, you know, take those chair shots, kid. And, 
<laughs> What's a number between two and four? You're good. We'll see you in Poughkeepsie. <laughs> what? Great. Good answer. Solid. Um, yeah. So it's, What's it's your a- favorite flavor of ice cream? Eight. Pork chops. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Poughkeepsie kid. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a good solid ladder match as you'd expect. Uh, title change. We get uh, Jerry Lynn climbs the ladder and he gets uh, his first X division title. Mm-hmm. Um, Don West definitely forgot where he was and how long he's worked for this company and how long this company's been a thing because as Jerry Lynn's climbing the ladder. Um, Mike Tanay goes, and this is the first time Jerry Lynn will be getting the X division title. And Don West goes, think of all the years. And I'm thinking to myself, 11 weeks, pal, 11 weeks. You guys have been a thing. <laughs> think of all the years that he's wanted to be X division champion. It was created 11 weeks ago. <laughs> Not even all, one all the years. Not even six months, pal. <laughs> All, all we needed was Amazing Red to come out with a guitar and sing Holding Holdin Back the Years. <laughs> Amazing Red. Amazing <laughs> Red fucking stinks. <laughs> <laughs> so they timed out the show fucking either perfectly or horribly. Well, they edited it. My, 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 as... my guess is that that was uh, why we got the awkward cut uh, in between Jarrett uh, beating up the old man and uh, Don West hyping next week. My guess is that probably went on longer. And because it was, it was like when I was watching it, it was a drastic cut. Like it was way too noticeable. And then I agree because they hit that fucking, he won right on top of the copyright. Yeah. Like, I don't even think he had the belt in his hand and the fucking J sports thing on the bottom showed up. Sports. (laughs) So the match was good and all that. I loved the spot at the end with the cradle pile driver off the fucking Ladder. It was like that, that ugly was... pile driver, though. My yeah. God, that was that hurt Jerry Lynn way more than fucking anything else. Like it was just basically he fell on his back with Loki on top of him. But however, it was better than actually doing a cradle pile driver from the ladder because Loki's. Fu- I was, I've seen that Austin biography in the last few weeks. It's like Loki's head was below Jerry Lynn's ass, and I'm all thinking, so I'm, oh, he's the only way to go down on this pile driver is to sit down. Because you can't go to your knees when you're standing on a ladder, so it's like, oh, Loki's dead. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna be dead. And I've been talking a lot of shit about this guy. I'm gonna feel bad tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, his head looks like fucking Kazoo from the Flintstones, so he's gonna be fucking more than okay. He stinks. He just fucking yeah. stinks. <laughs> like Vin Diesel's special cousin. He stinks. <laughs> Someone put Vin Diesel in the dryer for 17 weeks. Seriously. Ugh. I'm the X Division champion. Yeah, you stink. His music's also very racist, but whatever. Uh, he also he also has a huge zit on his fucking side of his head. Like he's gonna get that looked at. Also, fucking Jerry Lynn just still using AJ Styles' original music. Like, what is that about? He won in the divorce. That song sucks. <laughs> How much do they pay for that? They're not letting him get rid of it. Like, I'd rather walk out to nothing. I'm telling you, if I was ever in a situation, I I would give up all the information. If I had to fucking listen to that song on a loop by the fucking second chorus of Born and Raised in the USA, I'd be giving phone numbers and bank account numbers up like nobody's business. It's fucking horrible. It is awful. 
but yeah, Jerry Lynn, new X Division champion. And uh, they're taking a couple weeks off, so I don't even know what's coming up next. I'm, I'm guessing they're going to forget as well, and we're just going to basically reboot the whole fucking company in three weeks. <laughs> so, so basically, that's what's going to happen. So just kind of preview it a little bit. We're going to have new tag team champions. Uh, we're going to have a certain Save by the Bell star show up. Oh, God. Um, yeah, we're going to have uh, some midgets coming back. Um, oh, because we've been missing them because of budget cuts as well. Yeah, well, they do it. Basically, they work at half price. Boo. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but, but basically, uh, it's pretty safe to say when we cover September 18th, v- Vinny Rue is back. Can't wait. That's the more important thing. Let's get let's get Vince yeah. Russo back on the clock. Uh, so cannot wait. Thank you for joining us on Two Guys Watching Wrestling for Week Eleven of NWA TNA's Weekly Pay Per Views. Mike Went, Rich Ellison, Rich, do the plugs for us. Facebook.com. Uh, we are Two Guys Watching Wrestling. Give us a like. Give us a follow. You can send us an email. We're Two Guys. The number two G U Y Z Z Z Z Z watching wrestling at webcrawler.com. I was like, did you actually make an email just to email Chad? (laughs) I use I use my personal email, so I I could I could be some uh, some identity theft could be coming my way from TNA Chad if he makes this happen. So that's us on Facebook. There, we're on Twitter. We're at two guys. Uh, Russell Pod, but what the fuck is our Twitter? Two, <laughs> two guys, Russell Pod, the number this two guys. Going I'm, great. <laughs> I've done, I've done this for 27 weeks, and I suck so bad at this. The <laughs> at two guys, Russell Pod, the number two guys, Russell Pod. Give us a like, give us a follow, give us a subscribe, give us uh, no more cryptocurrency because that's garbage. So we'll just take <laughs> loose change or uh, expired gift cards from Bennigan's. So we will take whatever you have. And also, uh, a little sad news uh, from the two guys watching wrestling family. Uh, two, watch, two guys watching wrestling's favorite female wrestler has been released from NXT. I am heartbroken. I may make a petition on petition.com or whatever those petition websites are to get her reinstated. I am a sad person. Um, since I'm part of two guys watching wrestling, who's our favorite wrestler? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Brandy Lawrence, Skyler Story. Um, the one I always retweet the pictures of. I don't follow our Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Neither does anybody else. So that's fucking perfect. I don't know who you're talking about. Rich is just clearly jerking <laughs> off to somebody that he, he hopes listens to the show. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm retweeting pictures of her and right-wing propaganda. Can't wait. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to change my name. This is not going to be good for my employment status. All Phil right. Davis. <laughs> Phil Davis. We'll see you back here next week for Two Guys Watching Wrestling.